Welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am talking to someone who could be my sister from another mister, Kim Shaper. I had so much fun talking to Kim, and we work with very much the same type of person. So Kim is a women's wellness expert, and she helps women heal their hormones and master their metabolism with fitness, exercise, and testing. So in this episode, we talk about how Kim got here. I love, love, love her story and honestly could have done a whole episode on her past history with disordered eating, her journey through college. Um, Again, very similar to my story. And we talked about, you know, why is it that women seem to be doing quote unquote all the things, but they're still not reaching their fitness goals or their physique goals or their weight loss goals. You may already know the answer to that question, but even if you do know the answer to that question, I don't think we can hear it enough. So this episode does talk a lot about managing our stress and how the body needs to feel in order to release that weight. So without giving too much more away, I will go ahead and start this podcast, but make sure you find Kim on Instagram. Her handle is kim.shaper, that is S-C-H-A-P-E-R. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Here's the Deal, everyone. Today I am talking to my new friend, Kim Shaper. Um, she is an online trainer, a nutrition coach, but you also have a specialty. Um, so let's dive in. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and who you are? And then we'll dive into all the things. Yes, yes. And thank you so much for having me. I love what you do. I love what you stand for. You're a hoot and I think you're awesome. So nope. yes, absolutely. So quick little backstory. Um, in uh, high school, I was a big runner and literally kind of ate whatever I wanted. Um, I didn't really think about food. I went off to college, gained the you know traditional freshman 15, if you will, came back and I thought, you know what, I'm going to work with a trainer. Why not? I've never lifted weights before. So I started lifting weights with this trainer and he um, unfortunately was just like super, um, degrading about my body. So he would say, Oh, I can tell you ate pizza this weekend. You look fat or you look swollen, or, you know, you need to, you need to cut your calories and stuff. So I honestly just became fixated with this five ingredient or these five foods that he would let me eat. So he's like, okay, you can have these five foods and that's it. And so I had never in my life binged before prior to this or had any really eating issues. And so for me, I found myself like binging on all these desserts and cakes and pizzas. And I'm like, why am I binging on all this food? And obviously now, you know, that when you restrict, you're going to binge on the other side. So it became this perpetual cycle. I went off to college. I ended up just plummeting with, with a lot of my, my eating issues. I was like dumping crystal light packets in my mouth. I was 
living off artificial crab meat and lettuce and running constantly. Uh, and I just, I was totally miserable. So my parents came down, I was at University of Alabama at the time. They, they saw me and they pulled me out of school and they're like, you need to, you know, you need to see a therapist. And wow. so I've always been pretty muscular. So for me, I had lost a significant amount of weight and my parents were just really concerned. So <clears throat> I was defiant and I continued to lose more weight when I came home. And, um, you know, I got to, to about 75 pounds. And so that was pretty bad. Um, and I ended up going in and out of different treatment centers seven different times over the course of my 20s and early 30s. So I really kind of felt like I missed out quite a bit during that time. Um, and, you know, once I started getting healthy again, uh, my last treatment was at the age of 32. I'm 42 now. And I realized, you know, I just cannot live this life anymore. I just can't do it. And I want to be healthy and I want to be well. So I made a conscious effort just to do things that made me feel good every single day. And it wasn't, I didn't have this aha moment or this magic moment. It was a slow progression of closing that gap between knowing where I was and I hated it, but also having the fear of changing and starting something new. So I just slowly leaned into it and created habits for myself that felt good. And I just did them every single day. And for me, that created an immense amount of just resilience and confidence within myself that I just kept doing it. And so I, I ended up getting to a point where I was great. Like the food really wasn't even an issue. And then once I was working through that, I noticed I started having a lot of other symptoms come up. So my depression was still really heavy. Um, I still had really high anxiety. I was dealing with lots of bloating and digestive issues, um, constantly constipated, gassy, whatever. Uh, I just had massive brain fog. Like I feel like I just couldn't think. And even though I was eating really well, um, my, my face would often swell and um, my, my lymph nodes would hurt. And I just could not like lose a lot of the, the water retention. So I'm like, something is off. So I went to an endocrinologist just to check my thyroid. And of course he said, everything came back normal. And so I went on with my merry way for a couple more years, still not feeling right. <clears throat> Finally, I got introduced to a functional medicine doctor and it really started to change my life because they ran all the right labs. They actually listened to what I had to say. They didn't view me just as another patient. They really took to heart like, and wanted to hear the root of my issues. So I found out over the course of, of all this testing and stuff, I had lots of food intolerances. I had very low vitamin D and um, vitamin B. My thyroid actually was very low. So I was dealing with hypothyroid issues. Um, and once I started kind of changing a lot of these things, my mood got a lot better. I was able to get off some antidepressants because my thyroid was more regulated. Um, you know, my iron levels were low. So that's why I was tired all the time. And so you know, it really, I thought there's no way I'm the only woman that has gone through this, especially with conventional medicine, the way it is. So I really, you know, I've always been heavily into to fitness and that's where I kind of took part of my online brand in 2015, once I got my eating under control. But then once I started dealing with these hormonal issues, I'm like, I've got to include this somehow into my business. Cause I know I'm not the only one going through this. So that's kind of where I am today. So I know that we don't want to spend a lot of time on the eating disorder part, but I have to share also, um, I feel the same way. 
Like mm-hmm. I totally feel like I missed out on my twenties because mm-hmm. of my obsession of, with exercise and my eating habits. You know, they just, I just didn't have the same college experience. I think a lot of people had and in the twenties, I know my friends were going out and having fun. They all have pictures from when they went to this place and went to that place. And like, I'm not there. Yes. It's just, it's really sad. I I mean, I'm happy we're not there anymore, but I'm also sad for us that we missed that. I know. I know. And I think about that too. And then, you know, I also take a step back and realize that a lot of my friends came to me in their thirties the really struggling from a, a emotional mental perspective. And so I had done so much work being in and out of treatment and therapy. I felt like I had really progressed in that area. So even though I wasn't married and I didn't have kids like they did, I was really able to help them from an, an emotional mental standpoint. So I'm like, okay, something, at least something good has kind of come out of it, but I, I hear you exactly. Absolutely. And you know, I always say there's, I don't think you and I would be doing what we do now if we didn't have that experience. I mean, we had to learn that the hard way in order mm-hmm. for us to be able to help people. So they don't have to go through that again. 100%. You got that right. So did you compete? I did. I competed for a little bit and I, I quickly realized that was not a, a good outlet for me. So it was kind of coming out of the eating stuff to a certain extent. And I went back a little bit and I thought, Oh, let me try this. And then I just found myself getting back into the restrictive behaviors and just feeling more depressed and isolating myself around food. So um, I did it for like two or three times. And then I quickly got out of it because I, I just like to eat. So for me, it was like no more. Yeah. I know people will ask me about that, you know, like, should they compete? Mm -hmm. And I never want to steal someone's dreams or be a naysayer if someone truly wants to do something Mm-hmm. But I think you have to have a really rock solid foundation yes. in terms of your relationship with food and exercise and make sure that you're doing those things for the right reasons. It's just such a slippery slope. It really is. There is a fine line. And I feel like we always kind of know when we cross that threshold, but at the time it's like, oh, this feels good. I'm getting results. Let me just keep going. And yeah. people are praising you for your body. And so then it's like, well, I got to keep this up. And then before you know it, you're like, wait, how did I get to this point? Yeah. (laughs) How Mm -hmm. did I get to this point? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I love about your platform is you talk a lot about how we as females, it is, it's a little bit more complicated when it comes to fat loss and us reaching our goals for a couple of different reasons. Mm -hmm. So what is so important for us as females to consider as we're trying to reach our physique goals and feel our best? That's such a great question. And I also feel like you do such a great job at this with your business too. You know, I think it's, it's multifaceted. I think, you know, for starters, so many times women get caught up in, well, is it okay if I don't, you know, eat past seven or if I have a carb at lunch and versus, you know, all right, what are the main dial movers here, right? Like, are you nourishing yourself on a consistent basis? Are you in a place where stress hasn't completely taken over your life? Because when we get into our mid thirties, early forties, we have our cortisol literally running the show. And so if our cortisol, which is our stress hormone, if that's off, it's going to cause a whole cascade of issues. So, so much of it going into this is about stress management. And so when you talk about stress management, you can't just sit there and meditate for five minutes and call it a day. 
stress management really is like looking at, okay, how much tension is my body under? And I use this analogy a lot where you take a rubber band and you put it around your thumbs and you're gently pulling it. And you know, there's, 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 there's a little bit of tension there, right? But then it slacks off again. But then what I've seen time and time again, not only with myself, but with my clients, they pull that rubber band so hard and that they're stretching it so thin that it snaps. And then they wonder why they're dealing with um, brain fog, fatigue, weight gain. And usually a lot of the women don't really notice there's a problem until they can't shed weight, until they notice their weight is stalled. They can get away with, oh, I'm tired. I'll just drink more coffee or it's my age or, oh gosh, I feel foggy thinking, but it's okay. I'm just not going to worry about it. But they know the biggest piece is when they notice that their weight is not budging, that's when they're like, something's wrong. Right. So for me, I think it's, <clears throat> it's a handful of things. I talk a lot about my cares model, which is how is your cravings? How's your absorption, your digestion? How's your recovery? How's your energy and your sleep? To me, those are, are great biofeedback markers that women can use to tap into themselves. Like, okay, is my energy in the tank? Are my cravings out of control? Am I, am I having so much cravings for lots of salt, lots of sugar? Am I just tired all the time? Like to me, those are indicators that something is off. And usually, you know, like your metabolism and hormones are like, hello, you know, there's too much stress. We need to, we need to step back. And the stress can be in so many different forms. And I, I don't think a lot of women realize that. So stress can be emotional stress, right? Where you are emotionally dealing maybe with a, a hard relationship or people in your life that just no longer serve you in a positive manner. Um, or it could be, and, and a lot of women honestly struggle with feeling safe within their, their own skin. They struggle with um, past trauma. So there's just a lot of residual within their body and not really feeling their feels. So they avoid, and then they wonder why they have these breakdowns. So emotional regulation is a big one for me. So is, you know, sleep, making sure you're getting enough sleep, not just, okay, let me, you know, just scroll on my phone and then wake up at two and hang out and go back to bed. Um, and then again, like um, with the with the stress piece, like, okay, are you having digestive issues? So if you look at the stress from an internal perspective, stress can come from inflammation, from um, food issues, from food intolerances, from food sensitivities. Um, a lot of women actually have underlying viruses they don't even know about. So a big one that I've seen really prevalent right now with my clients is EBV, which is the Epstein-Barr virus. And I see that a ton correlated with um, thyroid and Hashimoto's. So, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I know it sounds odd, but like if, if anyone's ever had mono when they've been younger, the kissing disease, usually nine times out of 10, you have those antibodies. And when you have chronic Epstein-Barr, which is the adult version, you're going to feel like crap. You're going to feel exhausted. You're going to have swollen lymph nodes. You're going to have mild depression. And that in turn pulls a lot on our, our thyroid and our hormones. So um, those are all kind of internal things. And, and like I said, the external emotional sleep, um, laughter, play, sunshine, exercise, nourishment, all those things are so important. Otherwise you can forget even considering any, any fat loss. It's so true. Um, and I feel like women keep themselves so busy and they're doing so many things that yeah. they're not even in tune. They don't realize they haven't gone poop for two days. 
Yes. They don't realize that their face is puffy. They don't realize they're not feeling their feels mm-hmm. um, because they're just, they're, they're so darn busy. Now, the Epstein-Barr, I've heard more of this, but so that's mono, but the adult version of it. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what I saw this last year was like on intake forms, Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Why does everyone have Hashimoto's right now? Yeah. Yeah. And so usually, I mean, the Hashimoto's, yes, it's a thyroid problem, but it's an immunity problem more than anything. So Hashimoto's is purely immunity issues. And so when you are throwing stress on stress on stress, you better believe that at some point the, the immune system is going to be like, Hey, hold up. I, I you got to slow down. I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. And usually the Epstein-Barr and Hashimoto's go hand in hand. It's very common. It's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But also it's not crazy when you think of our lifestyles mm-hmm. now these days. And so I know you take your clients through the, the right way to reach their physique goals, which does mm-hmm. not include what? <laughs> like <laughs> thing, would you say? <laughs> right, right. It doesn't include long fasts. It doesn't include these hardcore juice detoxes or, you know, you can only lift five pounds because you're going to get too bulky or, you know, you know, running for hours on end or starving yourself. I mean, and unfortunately our society has conditioned us so much about the instant fix, instant gratification. And it's so frustrating because you're constantly having to rewire these clients and that, Hey, you're not going to see results sometimes for a couple months or you. And then there's often such a backlog of behaviors and tendencies and patterns that we have conditioned ourselves for so long that many times it takes a while for your body to get regulated again and even attempt to shed any body fat because it has to get to that homeostasis. Whereas for the last 10, 15 years, you've been flying high and living off your stress hormones and totally depleting yourself. So, so much of this is like, give yourself some grace, you know? It's so interesting. I had this comment today in uh, the Facebook group for one of our programs. And this woman is doing quote unquote, all the things, right. Mm -hmm. And she's gained a couple pounds. And I was like, I know for a fact you're eating more than you Mm -hmm. were. I know for Mm -hmm. a fact you're no longer intermittent fasting. So, I mean, yeah, you may have gained like two pounds, but think about everything else that, that is right with this. Like you're finally, yes. your body, you're feel, you've even told us you're feeling better. It's going to take some mm-hmm. time. I think that is like, that's the hardest part. Um, mm-hmm. for our job, in my opinion, is like delay that delayed gratification explaining yes. we're not going to get this in three months. Mm-hmm. It I might know. Only be six months. I know. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, it takes a good year. It really yeah. does at the minimum for real, you know? And again, depending on how much yo-yo dieting they've done and, and all of that. Cause like, I, I just keep going back to your body just has to trust you. Yes. And if it, if you're constantly jumping all around, trying all these things, it's like, why would your body feel comfortable even attempting to do that? You know, right? like this, what you were saying yesterday on your stories, like your body must feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so th- I think that's a really important question to ask. Like, does my bo- body feel safe right now? If my body's not responding or it's mm-hmm. responding in this way, what am I doing to give it right. this message? 
Right. And I think a lot of it is honestly like having that radical acceptance and taking ownership and responsibility for your life that, okay, you can have these things and you can be, you know, kind of in this self-loathing for a bit, but at the end of the day, you have to take the initiative and the action to want to change. We can't do it for you. And, um, you know, unfortunately some women just don't want to do it and they're just not ready. And then it's just not part of their journey and that's okay. But, you know, I, I think when, when you, you get to a point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and whatever threshold that is for you. And then at that point you're like, okay, I, I literally, I, I can't do this anymore. Something's got to give. And I get that scare, change is scary, but the more you continue to do things that feel good, that's going to become your norm versus, oh gosh, I got to stay small and fit in these clothes and be the certain size in order to be happy. But it, it just doesn't work that way. I know this always comes up, um, not if people come up through all the program, but if someone wanted to work one-on-one, -on -one, they haven't had the foundation. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, you need to do a reverse diet first. It's yeah. like hard no, definitely not going to sign up. Yep. But in my opinion, you can do it now mm -hmm. or you can wait another five years, do it later. Yep. Like it's only going, I don't want to say it's only going to get worse, but you're only going to continue to gain and lose those same 10, 15, whatever pounds. Like totally mm -hmm. you have to do this. Do you take your clients through reverses? Yes, we do. A lot of times we do because so many of the clients come in completely malnourished. Yeah. They're eating, they're eating like a thousand calories, 1200 calories. And then there's nowhere to go. They're like, well, I still want to lose weight. And, and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? You want to eat, you know, poop? Like, what, how do you, how do you want to function here? So at some point, yes, they, I mean, nine times out of 10, we're slowly adding calories to them because they, they need that they need it. And it's the same. Some of them are like, oh, I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing weight. And I'm like, you, you have to be patient. Look at all the other things. You're having more energy. You got your period, you yes. feel, you know, more regulated, you, you're happier, you know, like look at all those wins, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I mean, I think some women are amazed like, wow, I actually feel stronger. I'm like, yeah. Cause you're feeding yourself, you know, it's so, amazing. Yeah, it is. I know I'll never forget, <laughs> this is one of my friends. She says, turns out, um, I'm not a bitch. I was just hungry. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's so true. It really, really is. Yes. I could not agree more with that. <laughs> right? I mean, sometimes we're just hungry. Oh, mm -hmm. so talking about getting your cycle back, mm -hmm. um, talk to me more. Do you have a lot of clients who have lost their cycle? They have irregular cycles. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a mixed breed. I have some that are going through perimenopause and almost close to menopause. So they are, their periods are very intermittent. So they might get it a month and they might not. Um, and then I have some, yeah, that I think have just been in such a deficit for so long. They, they did not get their period and now they're getting their period and they're like, Whoa, I feel like a woman again. Like, well, how do I handle this? And uh -huh. so, yeah, it's kind of a mixed breed, but for the most part, it's usually because they came in malnourished or they, uh, you know, they, they came in at a, a time in their life when they're about to hit menopause and their, their periods are just very irregular. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you lost your cycle when I did. Yeah. And I thought it was great. I was like, yes, I didn't get my cycle. That means that I'm, you know, leaner and I'm more stressed. And it's like, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. But you know, yeah. what's so interesting too is I also kind of want to circle back to how your parents handled this situation, but um, mm -hmm. I lost my cycle. And I, for some reason, I must've told my mom, this is not a, we don't talk about this stuff in my house. Like we didn't, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And so my mom made me go to the doctor and explain that I didn't have my period. But looking back, I'm like, that doctor did not dive deep. He, mm. Yeah. That should have been a red flag. Totally. Nothing, yes. There was no follow-up from that conversation. I'm not looking back. I'm like, dude, or yeah. someone. <laughs> right. Right. And you hear a lot of, honestly, a lot of OBGYNs say, oh, it's fine if you don't get your period. It's okay. It's okay. If you don't get it for six months, that's fine. It's actually like, no, your body isn't functioning properly. You need to have your period. That's a Because so, if you're not having your period, you're not ovulating. And then you don't know if you can even get pregnant. And then it's like this, you know, so yeah. So it's just, it's just not healthy. Yeah. Not ovulating. If you're not ovulating, something is going on that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. But to your point, like, you finally saw that functional medicine doctor that was able to help you because you're dealing with, if I'm understanding, you're dealing with women who are getting their labs done and they're being told, yeah, "Yeah, all good here. 100%. Oh, everything's fine. Everything looks good. You're good. And then they're often bashing the other doctors saying that's ridiculous. Don't do that. They don't know what they're talking about. And so it's like this fine line. Sure. I agree with, with Western medicine. If you need to get a heart transplant or an MRI or whatever, by all means do it. But every single one of my clients, there's a commonality where they go, they want their labs run because they don't feel right. But if, unless they're honestly dealing with like some sort of heart condition or something that's more at a a higher level, the doctors are like, I don't care. You know, you're tired. Just drink more coffee. Oh, you are gaining weight. Just eat 1200 and exercise more, you know? So it's like, it doesn't work that way, but it's, it just, it just infuriates me. And I I do wish, honestly, that insurance covered a lot more of it because I know it gets so costly and a lot of these women can't afford it. And so that's why I try to really go back to, all right, what are some, some very basic things we can do just to get you feeling better? You know, Yeah, I know I have um, a couple, one woman in particular, she's an educator. So, you know, her insurance is dictated by the school district. Mm -hmm. That insurance does not cover the doctor that I would love for her to actually work with. Yep. And I can't assume that she has money laying around to right. you know, pay for it. I mean, it's so hard. So what tests do mm. you recommend? Like everyone knows, okay, well, I should have my labs run, but what do I need to be looking for? Thyroid? What? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many great ones. So I would say by far. So usually when women come to me with hormonal issues, it's usually four things. It's insulin resistance. It's high cortisol it's low thyroid and it's estrogen dominance. And so those four things, I always recommend getting your blood drawn for those things. So that would include things like your fasting glucose, which a lot across the board doctors will run that, Um, your fasting insulin. Um, I would also, a big one not a lot of people run is your C-reactive protein. And that is your inflammatory marker. And when that's high, you know there's a problem with inflammation. Um, I'm a big component of vitamin D, B12, folate. A lot of doctors will run iron, but they don't run the ferritin. And the the ferritin is so important for energy regulation and for your thyroid. A lot of women that have Hashimoto's often have really low ferritin. Um, I also recommend like estrogen, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone, Um, And I would aim for days 19 through 22 on your cycle to get those done. Um, Another one, which isn't always fully accurate is uh, your fasting cortisol or AM cortisol. 
Um, but many times that's overly high because you're rushing to the doctor, you're getting your blood drawn, so your anxiety is a little higher. Um, <clears throat> I think a full thyroid panel is essential. So also including reverse T3, which is literally the, the breaks on your thyroid. So if you are dealing with high stress, chronic stress, your reverse T3 is going to be high and that's essentially gonna slow down your metabolic function. So that along with the, the antibodies for Hashimoto's, um, your free T3 is really important too. That's your race horse for your thyroid. Um, what else do I typically like to see? Um, honestly, those are the main ones outside of just a regular metabolic panel that any doctor will run. So if someone wants this done, do they need to go to a functional or can they work with you? Do, is, it a, is it a Dutch test type thing? How do we get to this? Yeah, great question. So I like the Dutch test. The only thing I don't like about the Dutch is it doesn't look at your thyroid. It doesn't look at your liver enzymes. It doesn't look at your kidneys. And all those are important just to see how you're detoxifying. Very important. So um, nor does it look at your blood sugar um, or your insulin. So <clears throat> personally, like the way my team works, we always start with a foundational lab work, all blood. And then if needed, then we'll say, okay, let's do a saliva and look at your cortisol. You know what? Your gut is still really bad. Let's work on the gut. But what I've found is my clients, when, when they start with the hormones, they get quicker results versus going straight to the gut. The gut takes a while. So it's like 50% hormone, 50% gut. And when you start tackling the hormones, many times your gut feels better, but you feel better. We, they, my clients just get quicker results with that. Um, so they can go and you can go to any functional medicine doctor you want. You can just type, type in functional medicine doctor in my area. Um, also with my team, um, we, uh, we have a, a medical director, so he can literally run anything and get anything needed for anyone across the country. So it helps where you can be in Kansas and our team is in Atlanta and we can send you to a lab place. We get the results. We review it with you. Um, we create a treatment plan. So anyone in the country can do it. Unfortunately, we, we can't do Canada or the UK or anything like that. So that's amazing though. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I'm the, the only female actually that has been able to get a medical director. I mean, it was a, who is a lot to get. It took me years to get someone, but I was very grateful. So now it's, I, cause a lot of times if you work with people outside of the state, you can only recommend supplementation and supplementation only goes so far. Sure. It's great to start, but the reality is, is if your thyroid's tanked, you need some medication or if you're perimen or post-menopause and you have zero testosterone, you're going to feel like crap. You need some bioidentical hormones. So we're able to prescribe all of that for anyone in the country. So it's really great. That is huge. And I can't wait to like tell people that too, because yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great resource. And I love that because it's all about, you have to address it on all fronts. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's wonderful to have a nutrition coach, but sure. not all nutrition coaches can address this. Like mm -hmm. we need, we need the team behind us supporting exactly. us. And exactly. If, yeah. You have a lot of that, that, I mean, I'm impressed. That's cool. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because I, it's like one more piece to the puzzle. Yeah. 
but you know, it is an investment, right? So I think, you know, a lot of my clients will start with the fundamentals. Let's work on the nutrition and the sleep and the stress and, and the exercise and things shift. And then sometimes they just need more. So it's like, all right, let's look at, let's look at the hormones. But many times, so many women are quick to just jump on the hormones. Like, oh, it's just my hormones, but they're eating like crap and they're not moving and they're stressed out of their mind. So, you know, it's both, it's both. So. It is both. And quick side note, uh, I was talking with another fascinating woman yesterday and Dr. Jordan. Do you know Dr. Jordan Wiggins? That name sounds familiar. Sex, sex therapist and all this type of stuff. Cool. So anyway, we were talking about, you know, low libido is also an issue. Mm-hmm. But what she was saying is the hormones are the easy part to fix because low libido is mostly about the mindset, which is mostly about all of this stress that we're all yes. under. So it's yes. like, not so much that you're, you don't need more testosterone. Right. You need to do everything that you have already talked about. Yep. And I was just like, whoa, mm-hmm. because I didn't know that. Yeah. That's yeah. It was interesting. I was, I was talking to a pelvic floor expert a couple of weeks ago, and she's talking about how so many women, you know, don't go to the bathroom and they're so tense and so stressed. And am I allowed to cuss in here? Yeah. All the cussing. Yep. Okay. So she's like, you literally have to do a big exhale and breathe through your asshole. Yes. And I was laughing so hard. Cause I'm like, yeah, she's like, you have to breathe. We are so tense. We're so jacked up yeah. that you have to breathe through your asshole to be able to get some relief. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. You know? So, I mean, across the board, it's, this is what it's all about is just relaxing your nervous system, getting yourself into a parasympathetic state And here's the deal. I just found this out from our functional medicine doctor that she's like, listen, Kim, if your clients are not uh, only 20% of sympathetic, meaning where you are running around with your head cut off, you don't need to be more than 20% and not in the day. And I'm like, what? How is that even possible? Like that's 80% of so many of my clients say. Yeah. So you have to be in that calm state 80% of the day and then 20 where you get revved up. And it's the exact opposite for all of my clients. Yeah. I mean, and I'm even thinking about that for myself and I'm pretty mellow, but I know I run a little high and tight. (laughs) I do too. I get it. It's my my whole thing. (laughs) Yep. I get it. I get it. Yes. 100%. So let's rewind. Let's take it back. Mm -hmm. Only 20% of our day should be sympathetic. Yes. Which is insane. Yes. We got work to do. We got major work to do. And I swear that's a big reason why so many of us are so jacked up. I mean, I wholeheartedly believe at the core, that's what it is. You know, and I love this. So like you can look at myself and Kim and yeah, we're in good shape, but Hey, we got work to do still. Like Mm -hmm. I know that that's where I need to focus my attention. And so I just want to bring that home. Like Health is a lot of things. Health is not yes. just physique. <laughs> 100%. And you don't just arrive. Like I think so many times people think, well, I just want to get to where you are. And I'm like, no, I'm still a work in progress too. You know, so we're always changing. And the reality is we have life events that happen. We get, you know, we go through a divorce. We lose a loved one. We move, we change jobs. And these are all major stressors on our system on top of everything else we're trying to do. So a lot of it is like, just give yourself some grace, you know? So if you are gaining some weight during a stressful event, or, you know, you are just very emotional, like allow yourself to go through the process and don't fight it. 
um, because so many times we want to white knuckle our way through pregnancy because we hate our body or, um, you know, whatever it may be because it's so uncomfortable. But many times those are the times when you just got to lean in and accept that this is where you are and it's temporary, but you don't always have to be in this fat loss phase or this, oh shoot, I just got to drive hard constantly. Like you're, you just can't do it. No, I see that too. I, of course I see it during pregnancy and I'm like, this is not the time to like, mm-hmm. but then also post like postpartum yes. is not the time to focus on your fat loss goals either. Yep. Like there will mm-hmm. be a time, but right now. Yep. Exactly. I need to deliver that message to you, but mm-hmm. people need to be giving that message. Yes. Yeah. What I know. about, what about adrenal fatigue? Yeah. So, you know, there's, so there's no such thing as like adrenal fatigue. Adrenals just don't poop out. Right. But they, you know, it's a, it's a a simple term for your HPA axis dysregulation. So your HPA is like your hypothalamus, your pituitary and your adrenals. So all of those are connected and you also have your ovaries too. But what often happens is the way, the easiest way to say it is you either have high cortisol or low cortisol. And when you have low cortisol, that is adrenal fatigue, quote unquote. So low cortisol often is a direct response to being in a high cortisol state or high stress state for a prolonged period of time. And that's just essentially where your nervous system is just like, I can't do this anymore. So it just starts to shut down a little bit. So you're going to have less energy. You're going to feel more tired. You're going to feel a bit more depressed. You're going to feel um, just a bit more down and foggy. And that's because your body's just trying to conserve energy and readjust because of the, the high stress state for so long. And I say this a lot, like a lot of women think they can be superwoman and be in this high stress state, which feels great. Like you feel like superwoman and you can get all the things done until you can't, until you, your body's like, I can't do this anymore. And those, when all those signs start coming up and you constantly want to fight through it, it's like, you, this is not the time to do that. So again, low, low cortisol is usually the, the adrenal fatigue per se. So it's so interesting. Uh, and, you know, as we talk about this, I want this to be an empowering statement, but it might come off as negative. We're doing this to ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Like it's empowering because that means, okay, I'm doing this so I can change it. But I just want us to realize like we are the ones piling the things on our plates and like, on us. Like you said earlier, like we have to take the ownership and responsibility and do the things no one else can do it for us. Well, and I think many of us identify and have our self-worth based off how busy we are and how many people rely on us. Like, oh, I can't, I've got to do help such and such. And I got to do this and I got to do that. And then you get into whole other issues like codependency and attachment issues and, and, you know, people pleasing and perfectionism. And so all of these things, they just fuel the behaviors. And many women, unfortunately, they base their self-worth about how perfect their house looks, or if they have all the decorations done, or if their kids have the, you know, monogrammed, um, you know, uh, overalls on. Tell so, me you're you from know. Atlanta without telling me you're from Atlanta. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you get, you get a lot of the true South over here. So yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough, you know, it is like trying to keep up with the Joneses, if you will. But you, also, you, like you said, like how we were raised, uh, you and I are the same age. So, you know, we were of that generation of, we were praised for doing all the things and we were pushed to do all the things. And mm-hmm. I read this really great book. Um, maybe you've read it. It's called Burnout by Emily. And oh, Amelia it's Dugan. great. I love that book. Oh, wait, was Such it that book? book? 
Yeah, it was, it was actually another one. It's called Why We Don't Sleep. But oh. what she was saying was, so our moms were the ones who were told you can do and have it all. Mm. And so that was then passed down to us. And we realized, oh, no, you can't really do and have it all. I mean, that's a nuanced conversation. But sure. trying to do and have it all is really yeah. fucking yes. hard. Especially at 100%. Yeah. It yeah. just doesn't work that way. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but like, yeah. There's a reason we are the way that we are. And like, mm-hmm. to your point, the work is never done. It's never done. And if it is, then there's an issue right there because you, you're always supposed to be growing and evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, <laughs> I, I want to ask you. So, with the women that you're helping, what what are they doing well? Like, when you see a, a client succeed, what mm-hmm. is she doing that is allowing her to succeed? Such a great question. I love this, and instantly I have clients' names pop up in my head and what they're doing. Uh-huh. So they, so a lot of my clients are high achievers, lawyers, CEOs, whatever. And they're, they're doing all the things, right? And so at first they come specifically for the weight loss. Kim, I just have to lose this weight. I just have to lose this weight. And then everything will be okay. And they quickly realize that it's not as quick as they expected. And there's a lot more layers to it. And they're also going to have to do a lot of mindset work. And they're also going to have to say no a lot. Mm-hmm. So across the board, I would say my clients who are doing the best are the ones who um, start implementing a lot more self-care. So what I mean by that, if they have a super stressful day at the office, they're not gonna come home and pound a hard workout. They're gonna go for a walk instead. Or they've had you know really hard board meetings the last two days. So they're gonna go and they're gonna do an infrared sauna and a float tank um, or meditation. You know, So I love things like that. And they, they are committed to showing up for themselves. They don't, some of them have like five or six kids and they still make it happen. So they will implement some sort of exercise. Um, They just take action every single day and they don't stay in the self-loathing state. They know that ultimately they can choose to do it and realize that not everything has to get done and that they have to make themselves a priority above all else and setting boundaries um, with, with their families. And I know that's tough for a lot of women, especially when they've been the one that has done everything and they start saying no, then there's a lot of pushback. Um, so, you know, it's not the client, my clients that succeed are not the ones that just lose the weight. They're the ones that are really coming into their own skin and learning to care for themselves at a whole other level. And then they realize how amazing life is outside of that when they take care of themselves versus putting everybody else first and then themselves. Uh, I mean, it gives me chills because everyone deserves that and not for any other reason than you are alive. Like yes, everyone deserves to feel that way. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn that. Right. You all, we all deserve to feel that. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. And, you know, I think unfortunately, like a piece of it too, is that their partners are supportive where they don't have their, their partners in a box that these are the duties and responsibilities and you have to take care of the kids and you have to run all this. It's where there's shared responsibilities and there's some, there's some grace there and there's some, um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not compassion. It starts with a C I'm drawing a blank, um, where you work together. Cooperation. Yes. Yes. So yeah, just where they're both cooperating together and making it work. So, so, um, I posted a photo on Instagram today. It was a little racy, 
Um, I loved it. You look so the- good. <laughs> I loved it. It's so hot. Yeah. You know, people, I, I'm sure people ask you, like, if you see someone, they're going to ask you, what do you do? You know how people are. And mm-hmm. uh, people ask me, oh, did you just get done with the run? I'm like, uh, fuck no, I didn't just get done with the run. Or, yeah. you know, do, oh, you must do CrossFit. Um, and then yes. Yes. yoga. So do all you do yoga and you look like this? And so mm-hmm. I was just explaining what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a woman messaged me and she was like, I understand you're doing these things, but what if you have four kids and a full-time job and you volunteer and you're involved in the community and you're involved at church? And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> this sounds like a you issue. <laughs> it was like, yes. I mean, what I said was don't stop yourself before you get started, but also mm-hmm. I have those things going on. I don't have four kids, but, and also where are you on that list? Yes. It's admirable that you're involved at church and in your community, but mm-hmm. I'm number mm-hmm. one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everyone in my life knows that. Yes. And I feel like I, I need to say that. I kind of feel like an asshole that I just said that, but I also feel really good about myself. I love it. I love it that you say it because so many women don't. Yeah. They don't. And we need to. It is. And I think so many women don't realize how good they're so supposed to feel until they feel good when they put themselves first. And they're like, oh, wow, this is how it's supposed to be. And then everything else in life just shows up so much better. A hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They really, yeah. I don't think most women understand how good they could feel. No, they really don't. No. And that's what allows you and I to, when we aren't feeling our best, we're like, oh, something's off. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like my eyes are puffy. What's going on? Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's so true. So true. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, this has been an amazing conversation. I need everyone to know where they can reach out to you. How can we work with you? You're so sweet. Um, so, you know, probably the best would be Instagram. It's just Kim.shaper, S-C-H-A-P-E-R. Um, that would probably be the best place to find me, or you can email me info at kimshaper.com, my website, kimshaper.com. That was, those would probably be the best places to start. Yeah. Cool. And you mm-hmm. have your, your three C program. Mm-hmm. What all do you have available? Yeah. So I have my cut the crap collective program, which is a monthly membership where they, um, ha- they have like workouts for them as I switch them out every month. Um, they also get, um, access to my master classes I offer every month where I interview guest speakers. Um, and then they also get some like nutritional tips and, and so forth. They have a closed Facebook group. And then I also have my one-on-one coaching, which is the rebuild your life where they get to work directly with my team and I, and we, you know, run hormones if needed, but we do a lot of the, the coaching and nutrition and workouts that's specifically customized for that person. So those are the, the two things that I offer right now. Yeah. I love it. It's so Thank wonderful. You. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's just great. And Thanks for being a friend and like a supporter. Yes. I think it's awesome. Like we can do this like because yes. we need each other. All of us need each other. So. 100%. There's always enough room for everybody. There really is. And I'm so grateful for you too. And thank you so much for sharing your light and what you do. And you're making such a difference with so many people. Thank you, Kim. Well, yes. until next time. <laughs> until next time. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.